Anyways, we'll get started here, and uh, appreciate you just being able to have me today, and and um, hopefully I could be a help and an encouragement and a blessing um, through the Word of God tonight. A couple weeks ago, I was here, and I was talking about prayer, I only just touched the surface of prayer, and so I'd like to just continue with that study about prayer and um, I was talking about the benefits of prayer and boy it was a great service it was a great it's good to see benefits that God gives us and talk about those things and um, prayer works uh, again the older I get the more I realize uh, every problem is a is a, an issue that we just need to bring before God, and God answers prayer. Uh, he may answer no, <laughs> we don't like that, but it's an answer. He may answer it's not the right time, um, and uh, but He knows what's best. He knows what the time is right, and I don't. And a lot of times He just He says, "Yes, I've been waiting for you to ask. Here it is." And so he always answers prayer. And the Bible talks about uh, pray without ceasing. So as Christians, we need to learn to just pray continually. When do you pray? When should we pray? Is there a good time to pray? Um, Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 The Bible says this, the question might be asked, when is it a good time to pray? Mark 1.35, in the morning, and in the morning rise, rising up a great while before the day, he went out, departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. So morning time's a great time for prayer. But wait a minute, there's another verse. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days, he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So really, the Bible's saying any time's a good time to pray, Right? Anytime, but yeah, great. It's a great time in the morning. Many of us have time in the morning early, um, but maybe it's at night. I remember uh, every year our ministry, all our missionaries come together just for training and encouragement and prayer. And we would have these every year, all night prayer meetings. A certain time during the week, we meet for about a week up in wherever it is in the United States, we have a conference and we try to get all the missionaries, Rock of Ages, I'm talking about missionaries together. And we used to, and I remember way back when, when I was a newer missionary, we used to have these all night prayer meetings. You know, we got away from that. And uh, recently we're getting back to them. And it's amazing what God does 
when you pray and you pray and God tells us pray in the morning, pray at night. Um, um, so we just need to pray and we need to spend time in prayer. And I always, whenever I go through this message, I realize how I need to get better at praying. I need to spend more time in praying. I need to be more serious about prayer. Um, uh, some of you have a prayer log, and that's a great thing to do. You have requests, and you write them down. And then when God answers this prayer, you need to mark it down. And you're going to be blessed to see, look at this. Look at all these things that God answered. And it's just a blessing to see that. Let's look at Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Sorry. It says, but Luke 5, 15 and 16, but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and a great multitude came together to hear and to, and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. So here it is, a busy season. God was a, Jesus was a man in demand and people wanted to see him, but, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. So even during busy times, we need to pray. Uh, we get busy, don't we? There's a lot of things to do. And uh, our priorities kind of get really uh, thrown out of whack sometimes. And even Jesus went away and prayed during busy times. It was a priority. He wanted to communicate uh, with the Heavenly Father. And so we, too, need to pray. And when it's busy and when it's hard and you think, I don't have time, that's the best time. You need to say, I need to pray. I need to make time. Um, and the devil will work and he'll try to get us away from our prayer life because prayer is an awesome tool that God has given us and it works. And God wants us to pray. Pray without ceasing. So we have a command to pray and we need to pray. And we need to come before God in communication. I, uh, just had, you know, uh, review is uh, what is prayer? Communication with God. And it's a two-way communication. We ask and expect to receive, not in a demanding way, but the Bible does say come boldly to the throne of grace. So we need to come boldly. We need to come and, uh, ex uh, and want, uh, and ex uh, God wants to hear us and he wants us to come boldly to him. He tells us to, so that's prayer. We need to come boldly to, and we need to ask. We need to receive from God because we're a needy people. We have needs. I have needs. You know, we make these decisions. I tell the youth all the time, you're making decisions all the time. And, uh, you know, a lot of the decisions that we make, we don't even think and consider God in those decisions. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and 13, And it came to pass in those days, 
And he went out into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. There's that all night. If Jesus needs, if Jesus uh, has a need for prayer, don't you think we have a need for prayer? Yeah. So we need God. We need to pray. And when it was day, he called unto his disciples and of them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. So what was he praying about? He was making a decision. Who's going to be my disciples? Who's going to be my apostles? And he knew that decision was coming and he prayed about it. And we need to pray before making decisions. Bring it before God. Pray. Man, I have a decision to make this week. It's an important decision. And we have important decisions. Maybe it's a family issue. Maybe it's something at work or, or, or whatever the decision might be. We need to bring it before God and pray. God, I need to make the right decision. God, show me. Reveal to me. Help me to make the right decision. And if, if Jesus has a need to pray, we certainly ought to pray. Um, and just remember, prayer can be done everywhere and about everything. I have a policy in the prison that uh, um, I want to keep my eyes open all the time. <laughs> it's for a reason. I want to know what's going on all the time. You never know. And so I pray all the time, too, in prison. I pray with the youth. I pray with the uh, uh, the congregation there, and I pray. And uh, um, sometimes I'm praying about other things that uh, protection or whatever the name, wisdom. Man, help me here. I need. I need. Give me an answer here. There's somebody asked me a question. I need to answer. So we need to pray about everything and everywhere. First uh, Timothy two eight says this: I will therefore, I will therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So pray everywhere. When you're driving, keep your eyes open, keep alert. But you could pray. Those are some of the best times I kind of travel a little bit from prison to prison and I'm on the road. Sometimes it's during traffic. And so I do a lot of praying. You don't have to bow your head and close your eyes, but you could pray. And I was praying when I was driving up here today, Lord, help me to, to be a good communicator. Help me to be an encouragement. Help me to be a blessing. And, 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 you know, we pray usually, I tell the youth and the institution, a lot of you, you pray only during, uh, you know, just, man, when you really need God. But we need to have a prayer life. Pray about everything. And you could pray anywhere. And we need to learn to have that attitude of prayer, seeking God, seeking His wisdom, seeking a relationship with him, getting, uh, t- communicating with him. You know, Christianity is about getting to know our God. And when you get to know him, it's going to make uh, your life, uh, uh, you know, you're going to just have a 
communication with him. You're going to have a relationship with him. And it's a good thing just to get to know our God. And it's going to, uh, a lot of times we think we need to memorize scripture and we do, and we need to read our Bible and we do, and we do, we need, I'm not saying you ought not to do those things. We ought to do those things, but it's all about getting to know him more. When I read my Bible, I want to get him to know him more. Uh, I want to have that close relationship with him. Uh, I want to pray because I want to get to know him more. And so a prayer can be done everywhere about everything. You know the verse, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything, in everything. What does it say? Everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So we need to learn to pray about everything. So when do we pray? Morning, night, busy times. When you're making decisions, pray about everything. And don't worry about where you are when you pray. Be careful for nothing. Don't worry. Don't worry, but pray. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, yes, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Where are we at in our prayer life? How could we do better? God answers prayer. Uh, we pray and we have our prayer list. Every night our family gets together for devotions and we pray and we just been able to see how God works and answers prayer. There's people on our prayer list. We pray for Pastor Ken Stewart every night. Just We pray for him every night. God, help him to recover. And we're expecting God to answer. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. So again... Evening and morning and noon. Hey, the Bible says in Psalms 55, 17, evening and morning and at noon, I will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. Again, the psalmist is saying, let's pray and, uh, and cry aloud. Come unto the Lord. Come boldly unto him. And he want, he hears us. Oh, we have a God that hears us. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And there's some things in our life that can hinder our prayers, though. Um, here we are, the 4th of July. Um, we're celebrating our country, and we live in a great country, but... Um, uh, and, and you know it's kind of interesting. I was reminded this morning that um, God chose Israel, but we chose to be a Christian nation. He chose them, and they rejected. it. But the history of the United States, we chose to be a Christian nation. God didn't choose us, but we chose to be Christian. And you know, God has blessed us. He's blessed us. And for many years, we've been a leader in the world. And God has blessed us and blessed our nation. 
And it's not, and, and, and you know, in these past few years, we've seen that the blessings of God and the hand of God is being pulled away from our nation because our leaders, they're choosing to be anti-God. But we need to pray. And similar in our personal life, what hinders our prayers? Unconfessed sin. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened. Hey, God wants to bless. He wants to do a work in my life. He wants to do a work in your life. And we can kind of relate this to our country. He wants to do a work. He's willing. His hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither is the ear heavy that he cannot hear. But our but your iniquities, verse 2, have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Oh, no. Prayer is communication. It's a two-way communication. But right here we see unconfessed sin in our life. God says, you know, but your iniquities. And I think of us personally, I was kind of thinking of our country or, you, you know, here in America, how God has blessed us. But, you know, we're turning from God. I'm not talking about individuals, though individuals do. And we need to be careful. Uh, revival starts with the individual. But also our sin will separate us from God. And when God's hand is not there, boy, it's not good. And we see it and we feel it. We see things going on in our country now that are just, man, it's just crazy. How could God bless that? But again, looking at us personally, we need to be careful to, uh, to, you know, we're sinners, but we need to confess that sin. We need to get right with God. We need to have revival within our souls because we want God's blessing on our life. I need God's blessing. We need God's blessing. Um, Psalm 66, verse 18. If I regard an iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Oh, man, that's not good. We're sinners. I understand that. But, you know, we need to get right. We need to confess and we need to get right every day. Because we want to we want God to hear us because we need him. <laughs> There's some things I need from him and I want him to hear me. Proverbs 15, 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayers of the righteous. The righteous. We've gotten so far from God in our country and, uh, and, and they turned against God and they just celebrating those things that God is not pleased with. How could he bless? And again, I talk to us as individuals. How could he bless us? The Lord is far from the wicked. But he that heareth the prayers, of the, but he heareth the prayers of the righteous. We need to be that on the right path. 
We need to be in God's path. And then another hindrance to prayer is unbelief. James chapter 1, verse 6, verse 8, 6 and 8 says this, James 1, 6 and 8. But let him ask in what? Faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not the man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all, in all his ways. Hey, let's be people of faith. Let's believe. Hey, God could do those things that man cannot do. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. There's nothing impossible with God. God wants to do the impossible, but he wants us to have faith. Nothing wavering. We ought not be tossed to and fro. I often tell the youth that I worked even today. We had, I had three services. We had five saved today in the institution. Uh, yes, Saturday we had two saved. I had one service at McLaren on, on Wednesday night. I had uh, uh, four services. And I always tell them, I says, you know what you guys need? You need a miracle. You guys are so far from God and you're deep in addiction and sin and you're far from God and you need a miracle and you need God's help. And and the scripture tells us that nothing is impossible with God. And you know, I know many of them, I'd say you've been to uh, the drug treatment two or three or four times over and you've been to this treatment and this management and this management and you took this course and you were required to do this and you were required to do that and yet here you are. I says, yeah, there's some good things and I'm not saying they're all bad, but you know what you need? God. Because without God, without faith, you're not going to see the impossible. And you need the impossible. You need a miracle. We need a miracle. And God could do those things. Do you have faith? Yeah. God could use you. Do you have faith? Oh, I can't do that. That's not for me. Oh, I'd never be able to be used by God or do that or do this or whatever it is. Hey, with God, just say, let him do it through you. Do you have unbelief? Are you doubting God? And so we need to be people of faith. We need to step out and say, you know what? I can't, but God, you can, and I believe you can. There's no doubt. And God likes that. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. No buts about it. Don't have a plan B. Just have a plan A and focus on that plan A and trust God that he's going to do that plan. Don't waver. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. 
You know, the devil likes to lie, doesn't he? And he's been lying to us and he's been saying, you can't do that. Oh no, you can't see them. You can't, they're never going to get saved. And, And we just pray and we believe by faith and we believe what God can do and pray and expect it. So don't waver. Don't be double-minded. Oh God, yes, yeah, you can do it, but, 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 no buts. Just trust God. Believe. Another hindrance to prayer is insincerity. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5 says this, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray and stand in the synagogue and at the corner of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. You know what that's saying? We need to be sincere. We need to do those things because it's just right to do. If we're waiting for applause of men and things of that, they'll have their reward. It's the applause of men. But you know what we want applause from God? I want to hear from God. I want God to be pleased. It's one thing to be recognized by men and it's fun and it's, it's grateful. But you know what? At the end of the day, we need to please God. And I'm afraid sometimes. Am I looking for applause of men? I don't want to be a hypocrite. We have to be careful. I have to be careful. But we should be just looking for God to please Him. We need to please our Lord and Savior. That's what counts. And sometimes when you're pleasing your Lord and Savior, hey, those people that you're looking for applause from are not going to be too happy. But you know what we need to do is serve God. You want your prayers answered? Hey, just please God. Let's just do things God's way. We need to be honest. We need to be sincere. We need to be right for before God. And I'm preaching to myself. And we need to seek to please God. And sometimes we have carnal motives. Fleshly motives. James chapter 4 verse 3 says, Ye ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. I says, you need to pray. God answers prayer. But you need to find out what God is pleased. We ought not never pray for something that God doesn't say we're supposed to have. I tell the young men, they're, they're so sometimes just so much immature and so new Christians and they're praying and they say, and well, God didn't answer my prayer. What'd you pray for? Of course, he's not going to answer that. It's totally unbiblical. Okay. 
And of course, and we too need to be reminded. He's never going to give you something that he says you're not supposed to have. So sometimes our motives are carnal. We ask and we're trying to get something and it's for our own consumption. It's for our own good. And, and we need to be pleasing to God for his good. First John 5.14 And this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to what? His will. His will. He heareth us. So we need to know his will. We need to know what his word says, what his plan is. And, and he gives, and you know what I found out that, um, his plan is fun. It's a good plan. And I tell these kids, these youth, and the, I says, you know what, you, the devil lies, and he says, ah. Yeah, you don't need to live for God. As a matter of fact, if you do, you're going to live a boring life. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to have any friends. You're not going to be pop. And I tell him that's a lie of the devil. It doesn't work that way. As a matter of fact, if you follow the devil, look where it ends you up in. <laughs> and they, I says, look where you're at. He doesn't treat his people very well. Remember that promise he gave you? He's, he's a liar. It didn't ever happen, right? And yeah, and they shake their little heads. Yeah, you're right. I love this verse, and you do too. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your needs according to what? His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Um, we serve God. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way for us. He's going to pave the path for us. He's going to take you places you never thought you would go. You're going to see things that you never thought you would see if you're in God's path. I'm talking about good things. I'm talking about things that only He can do. Because it ain't us. I want to be where God is present. I want to see what He can do. And we could be in that place if we just follow Him. We just be obedient to him and he's going to supply our needs. He's going to make it happen. Are you praying? Are you limiting your prayer and you say, well, God, um, uh, I know it never happened, but could you please do this? No, you just say, God, God, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to be sincere. I'm not going to have unbelief. Because this is your will. This is your, this is, you'll be pleased. You'll be honored with this. And of course, disobedience. First John 3, 22 will hindrance our prayer. You're disobedient. And whatever, John, first John 3, 22. And whatever you ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Proverbs 28, 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. So again, be careful asking amiss, asking for those things that God uh, is not wanting in our life. So again, 
Be specific with God. Avoid those generalities. And we pray that way. Please help them. Please uh, supply our need. What is your need? What is your goal? What is it that you exactly need? And pray for that. I'm, I, 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 I fall into that category sometimes and I just pray, God, just bless our lives, bless our day, help us and uh, help us to be a blessing. And, and, and that's all fine. And we ought to pray those things, but let's get more specific about what needs to happen. James chapter four, verse three, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. So again, just ask for that specific thing. What is that thing that that you thought, think that maybe God could use you with and God could show you and, and God could meet that need and, and you could serve Him uh, because of that? Ask for it. Again, I just kind of thinking of our 4th of July here and and how God has blessed us for many years and blessed our nation. And and uh, sometimes we think, well, uh, we're losing that, and we are. But it's not too late. Some of us think, well, if we're rich and we uh, we um, you know we make things and we send them out and uh, you know and sell our things, or if we have a, a bigger armor than armor uh, army than anybody else. And I get all those things are are true, but you know what will bring God's blessing on us if we turn to him, if we make him a priority again, if we look to him and we follow him and we get back to the principles of the word of God, that's God's blessing. And all those other things that we think God uses to bless our nation. Yes, he uses those things, but it is because we turn to him. And the same thing with us as believers, we need to be right with God and God will answer our prayer and God will bless us. Are you blessed? Do you have peace in your life? That's the result of answered prayer. We talked about that last time I was here. Um, you get wisdom, you get cleansing, you get uh, power. We need God's power. God's power. Acts 4.31, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness power there's nothing like a prison service there's power and the god shows up nothing like a service where god shows up and there's power things happen we need to pray for that we need revival we need things to be shaken up it starts with me Starts with us, believers. Starts with the church. I've said it before. Uh, uh, um, so many people are looking for 
the government as their God anymore. No, God is still God. And we need to turn to Him. And God will bless us. Um, Maybe today as we hear the verses and hear the message, we could be reminded of something that we need to do and take a step closer to God and pray and ask God to meet that need. Maybe it seems impossible, but let's pray for the impossible. And let's pray with faith. And let's be specific. And let's be persistent. Pray without ceasing. Let's get right with God. Let's cleanse those things in our life that need to be cleansed and seek God and come before Him and come boldly. And let's see what God can do. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, again, we're thankful for Your Word. We're thankful for Your promises. Um, I pray, Lord, that we could be people of prayer, that I could be a person of prayer. Many blessings many things that uh, we could receive from you. But there's sometimes there's hindrances and we need to be right. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be right. But again, I pray that we wouldn't limit ourselves either and we wouldn't uh, uh, be tossed and, and confused about what God can do, but we could come boldly to you and ask for the impossible. That could be done. That could be done. Because with God, all things are possible. Maybe there's somebody here today that says, you know, man, there's somebody in my life and it just seems like they're so far from God and they're so deep in sin and they're just, uh, hey, God could save them. Are you praying for them? Do you have faith that they could be saved, that their lives could be changed? Are you willing to pay the cost to see that what could happen in their life. They might come to Christ. And we just need to be persistent in our prayer life. Whatever it is, maybe there's somebody here that has a dream of something that they would love to do and see that God could use them. Let's be specific about it. Let's not waver. Let's not say, well, I can't do that. God can't do that through me. Why not? He promises in his word. Let's go for it. Let's pursue it. Let's do it. See what God can do. Maybe there's people here today that say, you know, I don't have a really consistent prayer life or uh, I need to get more organized in my prayer life and be more scheduled and more uh, just uh, pray without ceasing and just write a list or whatever it may be. Whatever it is, let's take that step to see what God can do. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for today. By chance, maybe there's somebody here that doesn't know you as personal Savior. I pray, Lord, that they would understand that you love them. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for them in order that we could have eternal life in heaven. 
He rose again in order that we could have life eternal. And if they don't have Jesus in their life, I pray, Lord, that even today before they leave, they would come to know Christ. They would pray and receive him and make him personal, personal savior. And Lord, if they would maybe even come and talk to somebody that would help them to know Christ uh, before they leave today, pray, Lord, that that would take place. But again, Lord, I do pray, Lord, that you would meet needs. I think of Pastor Ken Stewart and, and just the battle that he's been going through with his health. We ask for healing. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, be involved, relieve him of pain and discomfort, help him to get out of the hospital because he's getting better, help him to be back here in the church, bless his life, be with Amy, Lord, help her, give her strength, give her grace. Um, Lord, just be with her in a special way. Be with the church family as you, we're all going through uh, this time. And I pray, Lord, you would bless. May you do a work. May we see you work and be involved in, 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 in God's word, Baptist church. Lord, just bless them. Uh, wouldn't it be wonderful to get start revival? Revival would spark in our lives. And we would see you present and things would be shaken up and uh, lives would be changed and things would happen like we've never seen. I pray that for my life. I pray for that for my ministry. I pray for that for my church. Lord, help us to be people of prayer. Help us to believe who you are and live it out in our lives. That you could do the impossible. Help us now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.